Bobby Bones post show pre show. We going? We're on. That's quick. Good. Uh, what's up, everybody? A couple things I wanted to do. Um, Amy said, "Is this a dating red flag or not?" All right. What is? What oh, happened yeah. with this? What's the story? Okay, so my friend is on a dating app. Got paired with a guy that she really liked after date one. They ended up dating six times, six different times. Going on six on, different dates. On the sixth date, he has a conversation with her about how he's not dating anybody else. And he hopes that she's not, but he's just curious where she is on that. And she's like, oh, wow, I'm so glad you said that because I feel the same way. So now at this point, they're exclusive. That same night later on, he decides to finally share the fact that he has like four or five kids or something. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I, I mean, that's... what? <laughs> she said she just was stunned because at this point, she thought she had just got a boyfriend. The kid thing doesn't bother her necessarily because she's 40. She's like, I could I could be a good stepmom. She's never been married, doesn't have kids. She wants kids. She's like, maybe this is how I have kids. It doesn't bother me the fact that he has kids. What bothers me is he went out with me six times and then had a, the talk with me. And after I said yes, and we're now boyfriend and girlfriend, I guess, he decides to share with me this fun fact. So I just feel like is that she thinks she really likes him a lot. So she's thinking, I understand for him it was probably hard to share that information because that's a lot. It's not one kid. <laughs> it's a lot. And so he was just probably waiting for the right time. And probably after every date, he's like, shoot, can't believe I didn't tell her. But I guess she's like, is it a red flag that he might be not telling her other things? Like maybe he doesn't have a job. First of all, <laughs> more than a red flag, that's something you say on the first date. As well, yeah, that's like how that, we feel. On the yeah. first date, you reveal the biggest and at l- the latest, the second date, the biggest things about you. Right. So she, not, the, not the most, your, your innermost secrets, but if you have a kid, if you were divorced. Been to prison. You know, that's, Honestly, sure. that's probably a second date, Eddie. Okay. <laughs> it can come third. up on the first, but it, that does need to come up too early. Maybe depending on what it was for. You have leeway. A prison? Just tell that. Prison, <laughs> prison there's no leeway. Yeah. No leeway. Well, that's not true. That's I think, not lunchbox. Someone went to jail. I think if for some reason you get in a little financial trouble, you did like some securities. Pyramid scheme. You got to tell them, dude. You know, it's um, you had some insider trading. You were doing some accounting. <laughs> you got to <laughs> tell like them. That. You tell them, but I don't think that has to be an immediate. Yeah. You're in the big house. You got to tell them. I agree. <laughs> At least the first two dates. Okay. But kids is a first date thing. I agree. Divorce or not is a first date thing. He told her first date, divorce. In fact, that was in his... Pro- oh. Oh. Yeah. It's a whole nother layer on the dating profile. Should you list if you have kids? You don't have that- to. Nope. You don't, you don't have to? Okay. On the dating profile? I don't think so. Okay. Well, on the date, you should say. Yes. I mean, she knew so much about him. So then she felt, you know, they dated over Christmas break. And she's like, I just feel. Did he never I, see his kids though? How's she going no, out no. with him six times? And then- well, it was six times over a course of time. They weren't together every single day, but it was enough. I think the, the mom has yeah, custody. primary custody. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she just was really thrown by that. I think probably he just didn't want her to not want to be with him because he had so many kids and he couldn't find the pr- appropriate time to say that. But I mean, does that just is so should should you be done with him? That's oh. I, I, w- I would keep one eye open for a while, really, but I wouldn't be done with him, especially if you feel like he legitimately was just scared to tell you because he didn't want you 
saying I don't want to date him. That's okay. a heavy thing. Four, five, six kids, whatever. You know this friend too, by the way, and I know that she would respect your opinion. So I'll tell her because she was definitely like, I don't know what to do because I haven't met a guy. She's been on the dating apps for a while and she really would like to be in a relationship. And she's like, I'm so bummed because he's so awesome. And then he drops this I would say <laughs> sleep with one eye open for a while. Okay. Let him know, hey, it's hard to trust this. You had five kids, you didn't tell me. That's a major thing. Say, is there anything else you're not telling me? Give him a chance. And then if something else pops up after that, they know more Okay, chances. yeah, good point. Okay. That's what I say. Cool. Crazy sitch, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's but po- and, a, a death poison. And a PSA to any listeners out there, male or female, if you have kids, disclose that on the first date. Yeah, people should do that for sure. We're, kids, what did we decide? Kids, prison, <laughs> divorce. First date, yeah, divorce, kids, prison. What about major debt? I was about to say no, financial no, situation. No. Don't worry about that. No. What date is that? It's not. It's way, way, way later when you're moving in with each other, when you're making life decisions together. Oh, wow. When you have to like affect each other's life decisions, you have to make sure that all your life decisions are known. But you don't go into how much debt. You can. So you mean like engagement? Yeah, or before that. Maybe when it's, you know it's coming. Yeah. And then hopefully, be like Eddie and just tell her parents, I ain't marrying her unless you take away your debt. Yeah, the later you wait, the better chance you have of doing what I did. And that's what you did. Yeah. You went to your wife's dad when she was your fiance and said, hey, listen, I want to marry her, but she's got too much debt, bruh. Yeah. I, I just said that I think that you're you're her dad and you are responsible for that before she carries that on to our life. And he, was, to put your and foot he said, down. yes, he He's, said, I agree. Yes, he sir. said, hey, that's a good point. I'll, I'll take that. That is a terrible point, but good for you. Yeah, he, he liked it. Because she was an adult at that point, huh? Yeah, but still like under his watch. What'd you do yesterday? Anything before we get out of here and go to the show? I don't remember. I went to your, to, to your house. Yeah. I had meetings like back to back and appointments like on Zoom. A lot of work stuff? Work stuff, yeah, and some personal stuff. I Tell me if I, I'm in the wrong here. Why? Well, this just, I just remembered this. I was, I don't want to say exactly who it is. But people can probably do the math to figure it out. But I follow, and one of the Arkansas football coaches follow me, right? It's not the head coach. Although, I do follow the head coach, too. And we talk a little bit, and I'm a big fan of this guy. I was a fan of him before he came over to Arkansas to coach. And so it's like, hey, good job. We talk. And I was like, hey, if I come to town, we should get some food or something. Because I'm a fan of him. He's, I, I assume, listens to the show or knows of me. He's like, freaking love that. That'd be awesome. So he gives me a cell phone number. He just re-signed a deal to come back and be the assistant coach at Arkansas. So I texted him last night. But I didn't text him ever except that he sent me a DM with a cell phone number. But I texted him last night, and I was like, that's what I'm talking about. Hope they paid you. Glad you re-signed. Then never heard back. Oh. So now I'm like, so did big. I text him? <laughs> what? But so it was just announced though, because maybe he's getting a lot of texts. Oh, like probably that, from people he actually really talks to a lot. It's like when you, you know? text someone happy birthday and then they text you back two days later, hey, thanks. And did you're you like, did you sign it, like Bobby? Yeah, I did because I knew yeah. that since it was coming from a number, a new. Yeah. So I just sent. I, I'll tell you the message I sent. Hold on. Yo, coach. Glad you're staying. I hope they paid you. Talent costs money, and it signed it, Bobby B. Then I never heard back. Give it, give it a couple of days. I don't need a couple. Of, I, I don't want to be the two day later. Get the text. That means I'm but way down the list. You're a, you reply late. Not um, to people that I'm like. Oh, oh just to me. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. All right. Uh, well, anyway, was I in the wrong since he had sent me that number? No, he sent it to you. Good. That's totally fine. 
You sure? Did you save the number? Uh, no. It's just isn't listed as You're not going to save it yet until he replies. As, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once he replies, then you then can I'll make it official. Put it in there. Mm-hmm. All right, that's what's up. Here's today's show. Thank you guys and enjoy. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Bobby Bones. Welcome to Wednesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Got an air fryer for Christmas. Kalen's brother sent us one. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. They're great. I did see, too, that the air fryer is one of the biggest gifts of 2020. Yeah. Really? It was the most wanted and then I think one of the most gifted. Have you used it yet? Yeah. We had a worse version of one, but it was in and out. But this one, he got us a really good one. Nice. But it's fantastic. And Bones, so, you can throw anything in there, yeah. dude. My dad was throwing avocados in his. I'm like, wow, okay, dad's like losing it. But <laughs> <laughs> no, Stashira, I've always done a grilled cheese on the stove, like on a pan, and she was like, no, no, mom, let's put my grilled cheese in the air fryer, and it came out amazing. Yeah. Really, even <laughs> grilled like, cheeses. Yeah, so she wants to use it for everything. That's how she cooks her salmon, broccoli. Everything's air fried for her. The other gift that we got that ended up being better than we thought because we didn't know if we are going to use it. We're, there's things called of gloves. What, so, what are those? Okay, you know how you pull an oven out of the or a hot pan out of the oven? Sure. You usually use oven mitts or yeah. one of those. These gloves are literally just you slide your hands in them. They're real gloves. So you have fingers? You, yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's way easier because sometimes the mitt is so difficult. I got them in the mail and I was like, what in the world? Like, as a gift, someone mailed it to me. And I was like, what in the world am I ever going to? And they're awesome. I was wrong. I shouldn't have judged. They're $19.89. Two-pack white of glove. Okay. Oh, I'm going to get some. At Target. They're fantastic. Of like oven glove. Yeah. O-V-E. The of glove. So I wanted to share those two things that we're really getting a lot of use out of. Because Caitlin cooks all the time. And I'm not a good cook, but sometimes I'll cut stuff. And sometimes I'll even get stuff out of the oven. You're a sous chef. I don't know what that means. I mean, you're not the chef chef, but you help. Especially if there's video. Eddie, that, that's very sus. <laughs> that's very sus. I agree. If there's video, though, I do hop in there. If she's like, hey, mix something for me real quick. You better believe I'm getting Instagram out and being like, well, just over here slaving away mm-hmm. at a meal. Hope you guys are having a good morning or if you're listening to us later on the podcast. Hope today's pretty awesome for you. Here are the top three songs in country music as of right now. At number three, it's Blake and Gwen, Happy Anywhere. At number two, Dan and Shay, I should probably go to bed. So, I should probably go to bed. I should probably turn off my phone. And at number one, congratulations to Lady A. Here is Champagne Night. Good for Lady A with a number one there. The number one pop song is Ariana Grande, Position. And the number one hip-hop song is from Pop Smoke featuring Lil Baby plus Da Baby for the night. Lil Baby and Da Baby both doing cameos. So both of the babies are in there. Cool. Both, both babies. Both babies. <laughs> That's got to be confusing. I bet that people get them, those two confused all the time. Yeah. I mean, Eric Pasley and Brad Paisley. <laughs> That's nothing that. compared to Lil Baby and Da Baby. <laughs> those are your biggest songs in music. 
getting married for the first time this summer. Hey, what was your first dance song? Pat Green Crazy. You like it? Oh, yeah. We both love Pat Green, and this, yeah, it was perfect for us, but I, w- I wouldn't go back and change it. You mind if we use it? <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> take it. What do you right. have? Well, I have listeners here. These are what they think our first dance song will be. Okay. So the B Team Facebook page, there's thousands of votes on here. I have nothing to do with this poll. But at number five, they think it'll be Garth Brooks' The Dance. It's a sad song. It is. But could be cool with you guys dancing. No. No? No? Okay. I'm not feeling it. Because this song is a sad song. It's like Ronnie Dunn telling me that people would always want to dance to Neon Moon. They're like, hey, would you play Neon Moon at our wedding? And he's like, that's a sad song about being lonely. You know, here at a bar yeah. under the neon moon. But sometimes that's what they intend, intend it to be, but people don't receive it that way. The reason they don't receive it that way is just because it's slow and you can slow dance to sure. it. Not because sure. of the words. Tempo, yeah. It's like Eric Clapton, Wonderful Tonight. <laughs> One of the most romantic songs ever, you think. But he actually wrote that because his wife wouldn't hurry up. Yeah, like, hurry up, He's let's like, go. hey, you look wonderful tonight. Let's but go. because it's, <laughs> you're like, oh, it's so sweet. Uh, number four, what the listeners think. Garth Brooks, To Make You Feel My Love. I'd go crawling down the avenue. There ain't nothing that I wouldn't do To make you feel my love It's a great song. Garth's version of it is my favorite. Even more than, you know who sang it originally? Harry Connick Jr.? Bob Dylan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you need that version. Uh, but Harry Connick Jr. was in Help Floats, which is the movie that this song was in. Mm. Adele did a really popular Ooh, version, too. That's a good too. version. Yeah. Uh, this is not it. It's not Garth Brooks to make you feel my love. Are any of these that you're playing could be If it, it is, I'll tell you. Okay. okay. And number three, the listeners have picked Garth Brooks. <laughs> Another Garth <laughs> song. Shameless. No. No, no, no. Why? I don't want it anyhow. What's this song even it, about? Yeah, I don't know, but he sounds... <laughs> it's yeah. so good. It's so good, but I know also every word, but I don't know what it's about. <laughs> no, no. Some parts sound aggressive and That's where angry. he spins her, though. Woo! He does the no. big spin in the wedding. We're not doing a fancy dance. Oh, you're not? We were asked the other day if Sharna, my dance partner from Dancing with the Stars, was going to come and teach us a dance. And we're Choreograph? Because like, she's done that with some folks. Even some of her past partners on that show. Huh. And I thought, you know what? She's getting invited to the wedding, obviously, but I'm not trying to learn it. I'm not a good dancer. I won that show because of you guys that listen to this show. And the few folks I could convince that I wanted it more on that show. That's why I won that show. But I don't want to have to be stressed out about And also, I have PTSD from that stuff. <laughs> Dancing. <laughs> that was a rough time. Uh, that, that will not be it either. Okay. At number two on their list, Keith Urban, God Whispered Your Name. Which is a great song. It was my favorite song from all of last year. Not it. At number one, they think our first dance song will be... What do you think it'll be? If you know, don't say. Eddie I knows. don't know. Not, I, I haven't... No idea. Do you think there's a chance it could be this one? Jake Owen made for you. Oh, yes. Yes, there's definitely a chance. For you. Yeah, but. I was made well, we, 
when you played Keith Urban, I don't know that it'll be that song, but I do feel like it'd either be this song or something Keith Urban. Both are wrong. Okay. Yeah, they didn't get it. And I'm not going to share it now. She doesn't want me to. We'll, we'll keep some stuff sacred until we actually have the wedding. Unless somebody nails it, then there's nothing I can do. Did Is, you think about Jake Owen? Did you think, like, ooh, it would be cool to have him sing it and well, dance? Well, no. No. Because I he sang it at Michael Ray and Carly Pierce's wedding. Oh, yeah. That their first dance, and that did not work out. <laughs> oh. And I talked to him about that, and he was like, hey, man, thank God you didn't ask me to sing that song because oh. we're 0 for 1. <laughs> <laughs> Great. My favorite song on the radio right now is Jake Owen Made For You, but that will not be the song. Are there any female contenders? Do people, oh. like, are there any songs by women that people dance to? Sure. Okay, I'm asking, like, what? What'd you do? I hope you dance. No, that's more like a lie. That's like a like yeah, get mother, up. mother son song. Okay. Oh yeah, right. true. Mm. Rascal Flats. Not girls, Amy. Not <laughs> that's rude, Amy. Oh, boy. No! I know he has a high voice. I'm gonna no, tell Gary. I'm gonna on. tell Gary. You no, thought no, no, he was no, no, a girl. No. <laughs> I moved on from the girls. I was thinking think a lot of people dance to "Bless the Broken Road" or something. You could do Miranda Lambert, "Oklahoma Sky." You know that song? Mm-mm. No, but that could be. And she's kidding. from Oklahoma. Yeah. No, we're not. You'll, I'm not telling you. She doesn't want me to tell you. But but that's it. You're, I will say this. None of those are right. Feel free to make your other suggestions. Because who knows? We have to change it last minute. That's shameless. That's All I'm telling thing. you is Eddie's singing it. Yeah, right. I'm not singing it. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> you wouldn't if I asked you? Sure, I would if you asked. But I mean, come on. That's not even a thought in your If mind. I said, Eddie, I'd like for you to sing Pearl Jam Even Flow. I'm in. Do the whole band and everything. We'll go all out. Well, I don't have a band yet. So. <laughs> have you seen Kylie Jenner's private jet? I have not. Is it pretty fancy? Oh, man. It's awesome. She has almost a billion dollars or right at a billion dollars, so you can wow. buy whatever you want. But it's a white jet, but it's pink and all the letters are pink on it. It says Kylie Skin on the outside of it. It's wow. crazy. She bought a Global Express jet. She threw down an estimated $70 million wow. on this custom airplane. She's worth about a billion dollars. Page six released a breakdown of the jet. So the massive jet, eight feet wide inside, 60 feet long. It has an entertainment suite, a master suite, two bathrooms, a gallery, crew rest area, a closet, lots of storage room. She has Hermes blankets. Is that how you say that? Hermes? Or I don't know if I'm saying it right. Maybe then, then why would you correct me? Because I probably say because I'm like, well, that's how I say it in my head, but I don't, I don't have that. She has these blankets that are super expensive, draped over each chair. She has custom coasters that say Kylie Air. It has multiple rooms that serve a different luxurious purpose. So I did some math. Since she's worth one billion dollars, and she spent seventy million on it, that's about seven percent of her net worth. If the average American salary is four thousand dollars. That would be like if someone paid two thousand eight hundred dollars. Oh my goodness! Wow, forty thousand. Oh, what did I say? Four thousand? Yeah, yeah. I said four. Like, I, mean, like, that's... I mean, during during COVID. Yeah, <laughs> then that's realistic. The average American salary is forty thousand dollars a year, so that would be like spending less than three thousand mm. dollars on the plane. She didn't even flinch. That that seventy million is nothing to her. Crazy, isn't it crazy? That's that's too much money. It's a lot of money. We could probably take some. She not even know. For sure. Like the government. You know, <laughs> They might try to do that. Trickle that down. <laughs> she wouldn't even know. Anyway, I read that and thought I'd share it with you guys. It's just, when I see like J-Lo and A-Rod flying on their fancy plane, I'm like, dang, I need to date A-Rod. Oh, <laughs> That's or, what you think. Or J-Lo. 
I don't know why that didn't pop into my head. Right. Like <laughs> she's, she's probably more of a powerhouse than he is. Yeah. I wonder who, who do you think's worth more? J-Lo. J-Lo. She's so she's I bet you A-Rod. could triple threat A-Rod. of J-Lo. I stand by it. Okay, let's see here. So, well, he's still doing TV, too. So that, no, no, no. That. His baseball money? Woo! Oh, I get Ooh. Let's see here. Jennifer Lopez net worth. Type that in here. Let's see. Jennifer Lopez net worth, $400 million. Okay. Almost half a billion. Alex Rodriguez net worth? Four hundred seventy-five million dollars. Oh gosh, it was close. That must be off. No, it, it, well, you know, it's not right. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. Come he, on. He was. Wow. He was the highest-paid baseball player for years and years. Yeah. Oh, okay. How big is Kylie's jet? Like, what size is that? Is it like a seven thirty-seven? Like, is that what Southwest? When we get on that, is I, that, it's big. But I don't know the difference. I don't know anything about airplanes. Amy's husband's a pilot. Do you know? Mm, well, I'm going to Google how big her jet is. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's Because when I went to Graceland, you know, they had Elvis's plane there, and uh-huh. he had like a 737. Like a, like a, right, which was like a Southwest. Yes. I imagine with all that stuff she has, it has to be. Like, has, she has, what, she has rooms has like and a stuff. And a bowling alley suites. up there. <laughs> <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> of course. Bobby Bonchon. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. The 2021 Grammy Awards have been postponed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The show was originally set for January 31st, but now the show will be airing March 14th on CBS. Florida Georgia Lions Tyler Hubbard has teamed up with Tim McGraw for a new song called Undivided. The song drops January 13th. Until then, here's a teaser. We've been hateful long enough. Let the good Lord reunite us to this country that we love. Undivided. Oh, yeah. Kid Rock donated $100,000 to the Barstool Fund to help small businesses during the pandemic. The fund has raised more than $18 million and helped 76 small businesses across the country. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. Even though Christmas is over, Brittany Shar is continuing to play Santa by helping out restaurant workers across her Pennsylvania town. She's a former bartender and restaurant manager in the Philadelphia suburb of Media. And so she's been going around all of her local town's restaurants and just handing out 100 bucks in cash gifts to servers and wait staff. Wow. Her mission started a few weeks ago when Pennsylvania suspended indoor dining for the second time due to rising COVID-19 cases. So she's like, all right, well, let's see what I can do here. And so she went and just started passing a $100 bill, took it from the bank. She's not rich either. Wow. Then she started raising money in a fund to pass it out. She started passing all that out too. Pretty cool. Love that. You know what's crazy about the indoor dining thing is that a lot of places it's, it's not as... You can't be as full, probably most places. Mm-hmm. So then they go, okay, we'll do outdoor dining. Then they build indoor, outdoor tents. Yeah. Or, or they build like little it's covered. wood. It's, the, <laughs> it's actually worse because yeah. there's no ventilation. It's actually worse than this. It, this whole thing is uh, bass backwards, as my grandma used to say. And I don't really understand the wearing the mask when you walk around, but you can take it off when you're seated. All of it's just so weird. Well, you have to be able to I, eat. I, th- I yeah. get it, but still so weird. <laughs> Listen, they're just figuring it out as well. I know. But I also think it's, I don't want someone walking by me without a mask. Like, yeah. You know, going to the bathroom. (laughs) But yes, nobody's quite got it fully figured out. We just know we need to wear masks and take care of our our, our others. Sure. All right, that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. 
This story comes to us from Virginia. Two men were discussing Aretha Franklin, and they got into an argument about whether Halle Berry has ever played Aretha Franklin in a movie. I'm going to say no to that. One guy said yes. One guy said no. It turned physical. One guy pulled out a gun and shot the other guy. Mm. So who was right? Yeah, who was right? It had to be the no guy, right? Yeah, yeah, the no guy was right. But who guy, shot who, though? Did the no guy shoot the They guess? don't know which, who was arguing which side, but a witness said it became violent. <laughs> one person was shot, so the guy's in the hospital, one person's in jail. Oh, God. At first, when you said it became physical, I thought, they started making out over that? <laughs> oh, no, they boy. shot. All right, there you go. I'm Lunchbox. That's your Bonehead Story of the Day. Today's January 6th. My Christmas tree is still standing tall in the living room. By the way, no plans on it to come down. When do you take... St- I never had a Christmas tree. So, I don't know the rules. I'm my, Mine's still lit up and proud. When do we take these things down? It's up to the individual. It could be some people are the day after Christmas. Some people are the day after New Year's. Some people are March. You know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you do you. My personality is not a leave it up till March guy. <laughs> mine would have been to take it down probably the 26th. Oh, the day after Christmas. That, no, that... What? That's, it's not Christmas anymore. Yeah, but, I'm just telling you my personality. But you're still in the holiday spirit. Nummy. And so hers, I think, is leave it up until it falls over. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm probably going to be mid-January. Okay. That's so me. what's acceptable? It, any Right now, we need to just make it okay that anything is acceptable. Here's what Dolly Parton says. I put out my Christmas tree decorations the day after Thanksgiving. So we decorate, and I celebrate Christmas all the way up to my birthday on the 19th of January. I always make them leave my decorations up to my birthday because I'm still celebrating. Wow. See? Boom. That's some holiday spirit right there. Yeah, yes. it is. Uh, okay, so ours isn't down yet. Yours isn't down. Nope. Eddie, yours? Gone. Done. Two days ago. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Tree's gone. I got. I still on the side of the house. I got to take it to recycling. But the lights in the front, I took. I made the kids go outside and take everything down. Blow up Santa's still out there, but that's it. You still have blow up Santa well, outside your house? Well, here's the here's the point on that. Is, is my kid just feels like he spends so much money on it. He's like, I, it was only up for uh, a month, Dad, and like we left out of town for two weeks. We need to keep it up for a little bit while. How long will you keep blow up Santa up? Maybe one more week. You got to leave it up longer. <laughs> yeah, just keep it up all the time. Move it to the backyard if it's a problem. I'll no, leave house. it in the front. I want to know how long until you get a note going, take your Santa down. Eddie, please leave it up. I do have a neighbor that complains about all that stuff, so I feel like he'll hit me up in like two days if I do that. Do it. Okay. All right, I'll do it. Please leave, I ain't scared. Please leave it up until someone tells you <laughs> that you have to take it down. All right, deal. You know what? Decorate it for Valentine's Day. Like, put Santa out there. Oh, dress him up differently every time. And just write Happy Valentine's Day on, like, a, <laughs> and see if you go, like, no, this is my Valentine's Day Santa. That's funny. You know, that's what some people do with their trees. If they keep it up year-round, they just switch out the decorations from Valentine's Day to Easter to Fourth uh, of July. Who is some people? Because I don't know any single person that's ever <laughs> done this. I've seen it online. Okay. Not, nobody I know, but okay. I've read about it. Let's play Zach Brown Band Homegrown. By the way, go over to our Facebook page. This is the question. When are you taking down your tree? When are you taking down your... Can lights still be up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lights can be up for a while, right? right. You guys send in a lot of emails. We appreciate that. Let's open up the mailbag. Bobby's Mailbag. Hello, Bobby Bones. My name is Ellie, and I'm a huge fan of your show. Wanted to email, say thank you for making mornings tolerable. Now... I recently found out that my best friend Megan accepted a friend request on Instagram from my ex-boyfriend. Now, he's like two ex-boyfriends ago, but still, 
an ex-boyfriend. The thing that bothers me is that she didn't even tell me. She just accepted it and didn't think twice about it. We had a bad breakup after he cheated on me. So why would she want to be friends with him on social media? I feel like she cheated on me now. She doesn't think it's a big deal. She said she'll block him if I really want her to. But I feel like the damage is done. I feel like I can't trust her anymore. Mm. (laughs) In your opinion, do you think I'm overreacting and should apologize to her? Or... Are my feelings justified? Signed, Ellie. Okay. Here's the thing. How close are you and her? If my BFF, if, for example, Amy became friends on social media with somebody that I had a terrible breakup with, I would be ticked if one of your Class A friends is like, yeah, I'll accept your request. I'd be livid. However, if it was like just a, a friend at work, somebody to hang out with occasionally, I don't think I would I don't think I would have the right to be that mad. So I think it depends how close you are to this person. Because a real friend, a true friend would unfollow and say, sorry I followed. Yeah, like I was accepted. just I was just doing it because it was there and I don't want to be awkward if I saw them. Yeah. Yeah. But a true friend, if it was that ugly, doesn't hop on that team. And sure, social media is trivial, but not really anymore. It's a big part of our life every day. Amy, if I was in a really bad breakup bad past relationship and they were like hey friend request what would you do i wouldn't accept it probably for a couple of reasons so i would be like wait why are you reaching out to me you know i'm bff with your ex are you trying to follow me so you can keep tabs on nice. whatever and try to get an inside Think look about in, that. in my friend's new life <laughs> so that's just weird i would just respect my friend on that for sure and it's hard to do but yeah i mean and this is an opportunity for you to yeah talk to your friend and then see how they respond. And then if if she responds like, oh, no problem, I'll unfollow, then you can you can maintain your friendship. If not, you may need to just create some distance because, yes, it does seem so trivial. <laughs> but still, it's like, why do you want to be friends with him? Did she like him? You know, my thing was, I bet there's something going on. Oh, yeah. Wow. Or he wants something to go on mm-hmm. at the least. Which could be worse than just liking him. Ellie, you have every right to be a bit mm-hmm. upset Especially if you're really close to her. Yeah. If she's like a secondary or third dairy friend, who cares? Not a good friend anyway. Let her get roped up with him. Let's see what happens. Nice. All right, that's the mailbag. Close it up. And that was Bobby's Mailbag. Oh, yeah. The Bobby's Bone Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So experts are saying that one of the best ways to let out your aggression is through punching bags or just punching something, not someone, something before it gets to the point. Because if you bottle up your emotions too much, it's too late. And this makes me think of Mr. Rogers. And while he didn't punch things... In that movie that I watched with Tom Hanks, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, he shared that he would get out anger by slamming the piano keys. Like, yeah, clang, really, clang, like, clang, dun, yeah. dun, 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 And, like, that was, it. When I right when I read this, I was like, oh, look, Mr. Rogers' way of doing it was not punching, but slamming keys. So maybe for you, it's not punching, but when you let your emotions build up, nothing good comes of that. So find a way to talk about them. Find a way to release something. Um, my One of my therapists last year was saying something about maybe go outside and throw ice cubes. I know that sounds weird, but it's like something about the sensation of the ice. And then it's like you're throwing really nothing, but you just throw them as hard as you can in your backyard. And it can release something. I watch these clips on the internet of these slap contests where these big guys slap each other as hard <laughs> as they can. What? 
<laughs> and they're like regulated contests. Like cool. they're on TV. Okay. And they're big guys. <laughs> it's like guys you see in arm wrestling championships. The big, big dudes. And they just go, oh, bam! They smack the other guy. And the other guy either goes down or he stays up, and then it's his turn. Oh, it is. They keep it, doing it till someone goes down. It's hard to watch, but I can't stop watching it. <laughs> I think this is your pimple popper. Maybe there's yeah. something satisfying about watching it happen. I will. Ooh, what? Would you guys do the slap contest? No. Uh, no, no, no. I'll play with Eddie. I Cash, go first. No. Cash, no. <laughs> Cash prize though. No. How much? Oh, how much? <laughs> See, Eddie say no until. I mean, maybe we make it worth it. I for mean, him. everything has a price, That's right? True. <laughs> Let me think about that. <laughs> Amy, what else you got? A Vermont home is hitting the market with a unique uh, little add-on. The house has a jail in it. And it really was a jail in the late 60s. So you've got four bedrooms, couple bathrooms in the house, and then a jail portion. I was looking at the the real estate, the website where you can buy it. Yeah. And it looks like a normal house. Click, click. But picture 17, you're like, whoop, there's a jail. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of yeah. scary looking. The agent is asking $149,000. But my concern here is... In the listing, it says, bring your own ideas on what this 28 by 40 wing could be, the prison wing. wing. And I'm thinking, we need to watch out who buys this because they might be like, oh, sweet, already a built-in place to keep my people or whoever, <laughs> you know? They're kidnapped people. Yeah. So just keep an eye out on who buys it. And then lastly, I never knew Luke Combs auditioned for The Voice. Did you? I mean, most people that are artists audition for one of the shows, wow. either The Voice or American Idol at some point. Well, Blake Shelton was asked about an interview, and he was like, yep, this is just straight up embarrassing. He auditioned. He made it a couple of rounds, but never to the full show part. And But I like the way Luke handled it, too. He said, you know, I got a letter saying basically I was rejected, but for me, it gave me a lot of confidence because I was good enough to make it through a couple of producer auditions, and he used that even though he didn't make it all the way, to fuel him to believe in himself. Well, Morgan Wallet made it, made it to like the top 12 or something on The Voice. I mean, yeah. The Voice doesn't really have any winners that end up being big stars because that show is about the judges. And can you imagine all the talent that goes through there that doesn't make it? Both shows, right? It's right. just about what the producers are looking for or if they're having a good day. It's like a judge in a case. You want the judge to be having a good day because they'll be a little lighter on you. Yeah. You know, you never know what, what's happening with that. Uh, the producers. All right, Amy, is that it? Yep, but maybe that's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So the Boy Scouts came in clutch to help a assisted living home uh, be able to hug their family and friends. So Boy Scout troops, they look for different projects they can work on. And they heard about this one place needing hug booths where they have plexiglass so they can see the loved ones and then gloves where you can sanitize and then go in and actually hug your loved one without actually touching them. So shout out Boy Scout Troop 848 because they made a bunch of these hug booths um, for an assisted living facility in Webster, Texas. And it just brought so much joy to everybody, the ones living there and then the family members that got to come and visit. I know it's COVID related, but I'd like one of those for after COVID's over. A too. hug booth. <laughs> Just like, so you can hug people and, and not be worry safe. about, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the hug boots are pretty cool. It looks like they're hugging though through like a jail. Yeah. You know, yeah, when yeah. you visit someone in jail, <laughs> you're sitting. <laughs> can can I get one now? Because I, I kind of miss hugging you guys. Mm-hmm. No? I, for here? I, I hug you. Very rarely. Nah, you're right. Okay. <laughs> all right, there you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Let's go talk to Jay in Massachusetts. Hey, Jay, what's happening? 
Hey, how are you? Pretty good. What's going on with you? Uh, not too much. My son wanted to call in. Um, he's five years old. He's wanting to say hi. He listens every day. Well, put him on speaker. Hand him the phone. Oh, hold on, buddy. What up, kid? What's your name? Calvin. Calvin, what's your favorite segment <laughs> on the show? Mori Corny. Okay. That's dad's. Oh. <laughs> Is that yours or your dad's? Mine. Okay. I listen on my way to school. Well, I appreciate that. Hope you have a good day today, okay? Okay. All right. Bye, guys. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do it in his honor. For Calvin, here is the morning corny. The morning corny. What did the fisherman say to the magician? What did the fisherman say to the magician? Pick a cod, any cod. (laughs) A cod. Codfish. (laughs) (laughs) That was the morning corny. Or how some of my friends in Massachusetts say the word card. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) exactly. Just like that. Yeah. Hey, Jay, how do you say the word card? Uh, God. See? Oh. <laughs> How fitting. Jay, where do you live in Massachusetts? Uh, Methuen. Hey, we appreciate you for listening. Thanks for letting us talk to your son. Hope you have a great day today. Yeah, thank you guys too. We have, we have a great time. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. The story says new parents don't get full night's sleep for three to four years after childbirth. Three to four years. Moms of newborns tend to sleep for an hour or less the first three months. Dads lose about 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that's true. Moms take a bunch of short naps, and that tends to be their new cycle for the first year, but their sleep deprivation for up to four years. Guys, and it's, we're getting close to that stage to have a baby. Not now. We're not even married yet. But it just sounds miserable. Mm-hmm. Why? And I don't it, like. It is. It is miserable. But you got to understand, this isn't about you. It's no no longer when you have kids, your life and the way it used to be, that's gone. But I like the way it well, used to be. Then don't have kids. I just read stories like this, and it scares the crap out of me. So moms <laughs> all over the world for since the beginning of time have they been do doing it. this. And, I know, and, but and they continue dads, to do but, it. But I'll have I'll have to be doing this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Remember our friend registered on her for her baby shower she had a registry and it included donating towards a night nurse fund and I donated to it and because I thought that was such a genius idea because they both were working parents and it was a way for them to build up that fund to have someone not every night but once or twice a week have a night nurse come in and handle it so they could get proper sleep what's a night nurse do they come like if your baby cries in the middle of the night they're working those night hours so they'll feed the baby at night change the diaper at night and do everything so that you can sleep again it seems like a probably wealthy people have it all the time but for it's just an idea I'm throwing it out there because I thought it was genius when I saw my friend put it on her registry they don't have a ton of money but it was like you know what we would rather have than a bunch of baby clothes is a donation towards having a night nurse these first this first month of all this craziness so we can get sleep. I wonder if I could call one of these night nurses for me. Yes. <laughs> what, what do they do for yeah. you? And see if that's weird. Hey, I know you guys do babies. Yeah. Um, sometimes at night I wake up and I'm hungry, thirsty. Mm-hmm. Is there any way you guys could just hang out? Yeah. Hey, Scuba Steve just had his <laughs> second baby. Yeah. How's that going? It's going much better now. I was saying she sleeps much better than my son. So she's great. We get a lot of sleep. Um, but 
even my second kid, my first kid, we don't get sleep ever with him still. He'll wake up and have night terrors. He'll wet the bed sometimes. See, I do all that too. That's why yeah. I need a night nurse. <laughs> and night nurse, like a night nurse, that's like, that's bougie. Like we are the night nurse. My wife and I have to wake up and do these kind of things. No, no, like, no. I know. I hear what you're saying. But yeah. if we raised bougie. money no. for you to have a night nurse, <laughs> Once would a you week. take if it? If you raised money for it, I would I would definitely take See? this. See? That's, that's, that's what point. I'm implying guys, is okay. that you can gift what, it Eddie? to someone. Yeah, you all are being selfish again. You got to understand that the baby wants you. You at night, uh, Eddie, not you a night ch- nurse. Eddie, stop. Eddie didn't change a diaper that's, for like 10 that's years. That's true. That's true. What but are you still, talking about? But still, my wife, the baby wanted my wife. It didn't want a okay. random person. And then, Eddie. oh, then mom and the night nurse and then dad sometimes is there. They need the mom or a parent. What, what I'm presenting is, yes, some wealthy people probably have night nurses all the time. This is only a temporary thing in the first month or two where things are stressful, where someone comes in for relief once or twice a week. Well, it's not I, all the time. I know that. If I know Caitlin, we ain't get, I don't care if we get donations or not. We ain't getting no night nurse. Right. Well, if you have those twins you want, she might rethink her story. <laughs> I do. I'd love some twins. <laughs> I, I was watching Chris Lane. I think yeah, he hit a golf ball, right? And it mm-hmm. turned blue or pink. Blue. And Chris Lane, the country singer who sings, they got some big, big plans. He don't want to. That song? Yeah. His boom hit it turned blue. I am not doing a gender reveal because if it turns pink, I'll be fine with it and I'll love it. But the first 24 hours, your reaction. I'm going to be, if I were to do that and hit a golf ball, boom, and it went pink, I would just be like, oh no. Mm. I know I would be the opposite. I know that if I have a girl, it's going to be fantastic. I do. I know it's at the bottom of my heart. However, it's going to, I can't, I can't give. An honest reaction. Well, if you're pregnant with twins, though, would you do a gender reveal? Because you have an extra shot of one being a boy. I can't. Because <laughs> if you get two girls, it'll be worse. I can't. Because what if you hit two golf balls and like, pink, pink? You're like, oh! <laughs> you just run away. Or you could get blue, blue. Oh, no. I'm scared of that. I could be convinced otherwise, but I'm scared of that. We were talking about, <laughs> I would imagine 2022 is probably the year. For babies? Maybe, well, pregnant in 2021, delivery in 2022. But I need to have that baby after September 31st because between September 31st and December 31st. Taxes? Because, no, that's the three months. <laughs> <laughs> that's the three months where kids succeed the most because they're the oldest part of their grade, so they're bigger. Oh. They miss the cutoff for school for it to get in that year. Or I'll just hold the kid back. You can always yeah, hold them back. I was going to say. Or I'll do have them late and hold them back. Oh, wow. Because then so they're, they're five and they're so much more physically developed. They're better at baseball. They're smarter. They're in G- So then they get all that extra training time. Then by the time they're older, rock and roll. Bones, they're going to be buying beer for the rest of their class in high school. Have at it. <laughs> <laughs> by that time, beer will be in capsule form anyway. You just have That's a pill. And... All right. Anyway, I read the story about parents not getting sleep for years and that's scary to me that's scary you'll be fine that's scary to you're me. gonna be you're gonna sleep i feel like <laughs> hey i slept dude you'll sleep I, i'm they'll telling sleep. you that's not how it works in my house it used to be like that when i was by myself or but this is not i, I don't i don't just push around anymore no i feel like you're gonna negotiate where you do that i'm gonna do this and you do it you'll get it handled i think i don't i don't think so bobby will make a contract (laughs) (laughs) the guy's getting crushed online he did a proposal prank to his girlfriend of six years after getting down on one knee to present her with a pair of earrings what a jerk hannah luck shared the (laughs) shared the video on tiktok which showed her partner lowering himself to the ground with a ring box in hand. 
The young woman burst into tears of joy, but soon realized it was a joke as he opened up to reveal a pair of earrings. <laughs> In the clip, the unnamed boyfriend looked like it was straight proposal. Here's the audio. Hey, son, I love you so much. It's been six years. No. Will you please take these earrings? I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't sound mad, though. She, I hear she go, I knew Upset. Yeah. I can feel like that's the first string on the sweater you're pulling. <laughs> yes. I'm of being sure. really upset. It's funny. Is that Rocket Man in the background? Yeah, it is Rocket Man. And I guess it's going to be a long, long time. Play that again, Raymondo. Hey, I love you so much. It's been six years. No. Will you please take these earrings? I knew it. <laughs> six years to be doing that prank? That's a lot. He must have the real one coming soon. Well, so what happened was she finally posted that from last Christmas. He since has proposed, but that was a complete joke. Okay. Like he proposed after that. So is that a funny prank (laughs) or a mean prank? And you have to pick one. Amy? Funny. Shocking. Wow. Because he followed through with a proposal. I think it was months later, though. Okay. I think if you do that right after. Yeah, yeah, like two minutes after. Yeah, if she's like, oh, I'm going to kill you. Then he's like, no, you're not. Just kidding. Back well, she, down. She, she, a better say, Elton John song. <laughs> she knows who she's dating. She knows how he is. You, I think what she's saying at the end is like, oh, I knew that this wasn't going to be it. And that he just had to do it when the time was right. I don't. I think it's something funny later to look back on. Eddie? Funny to us, but as someone that was uh, dating my wife for six years before I got engaged, not cool at all. Like, she would have hated that. Probably been so mad that we probably wouldn't be together today. When you proposed, I know you said that she kind of gave you an ultimatum. Yes. It was either marry me or I'm breaking up with you. Mm -hmm. And you made the wise decision. To marry her. Was the proposal still a surprise to her? Yeah, because I waited like four or five months after that. So yeah. what did you tell her? Yes, we'll get married. Stand by. Yeah, and how long was she going to wait? Five I, months. I long. said, okay, let me think about this. I mean, I, I, I know I love you, but <laughs> let I mean, me let me let me see if we're ready to get married first. I got to think about it. So it wasn't like right, you know, the next day or next week or anything. We but had after time. being together six years, you still had to think about it. Uh-huh. A little bit. It's a little bit. Marriage, it's like you talking about, you know, having babies. It's scary. Marriage, to me, was scary at 25 or however old I was. Wasn't Eddie telling Raimundo not to get married? Yep. Hey, that's the worst thing I you'll ever do. I didn't say don't get married. I say you got to be ready for this because it's the most important thing you'll do in your life. No, you said the hardest thing. Well, the hardest do in your thing. Life. How come you didn't tell me that? What? The we, same thing. We haven't had that conversation yet. I told him that well, like two little... weeks before his marriage. His oh, wedding. okay. Well, we'll have that conversation later, bro. You should have it now. <laughs> Why would you wait? What's until the advice right you before? give me right now, Eddie? That just be ready. But I, I can tell in your heart you're ready, 100. percent I don't think I'll have to have that conversation with you. Why did you have to have it with Ray? I felt like Ray at the moment. Ray was went through, stood by his now wife's side through right. the hardest thing she's ever done, like cancer. Right. And was Which, there like a champ. To me, that was like, I mean, that's a human thing to do for sure. Be that human and be there for that person. But marriage, rest of your life, this is something where like you've got to make sure that you are good with this person for the rest of your life. There's no two takes. I know people, there's divorce as an option, but there's really no two takes at this. This is going to be the the woman for the rest of your life. That was my point. And Ray, why did your fiance get upset at that conversation? Uh, I, I don't know. She maybe felt like she wasn't good enough. I don't know, but she had her talk, I do believe, with Eddie. Oh, she called you. We or, texted yeah. and then had a phone conversation. Oh. But, but, but the conversation what? was what more of— What did you say? 
the, the conversation was more of like, you know, I wasn't talking about you. I was talking to my friend Ray. Yeah, but it's, that's who he's marrying. And you were like, about, make sure. It's not about who he's marrying. It's about being ready to get married in Ray's heart. Period. It was not about who you're getting married to. I love Bay. We've loved Bay. We've known her for so long. We've, of course, we all stood by Ray's side as he got married. That wasn't the issue. It was Ray ready to get married. Raymundo, Eddie was in your wedding. Was it weird to her that the guy telling you, hey, I don't know about this, was in your wedding? That is very ironic. They had made up before then. <laughs> yes, we did. There was no bad blood. No. Okay. I never thought of that angle, though. Very interesting. But I made it clear it wasn't about her. Do you want to have a talk with me? Sure, we'll have a talk at some point when the time's right. What do you... Okay. Just Well, I want to have a talk with you then. Yeah. (laughs) I got some stuff I can... It's not a bad talk. You just got to talk to someone who's... I've been married for 15 years, man. I know a few things. But I can tell you... I agree. I mean, that's that's quite the track record. Yeah. Being married, you're just a year older than me, so we're, you know, similar in that way. So, yeah. We'll talk. But it'll be my first marriage. I love that you always Only. Have to say that. Just because of your age. I yes. But a lot of the new listeners are like, are you getting married again? No, no. Most I'd- people at 40, yeah, it's a thing. My friends that are dating at 40, most guys they meet on apps and go out with are divorced. I have been married to my job, my career, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Focus completely. Um, no kids, never been married, never been engaged, never been in that serious of a relationship. Um, but th- So this is the first time. So if you're new and you're like, well, is he talking about a second? It's not second or third. I'm like... 22 years old in, in that part of my yeah. life. In other part, my career life, I'm like 90. <laughs> I'm like 22 in that part. I woke up so hungry last night that I had some beef jerky and I was eating the beef jerky in bed last night and it stinks. <laughs> and I dropped some in the bed and didn't realize it till this morning and I was like, something smells like meat. And it was the beef jerky. And I could tell him too, my dog was really trying to get in the bed and he doesn't get to get up in the bed. And I was like, what is going on? I pull up the cover and there's like little shreds of beef jerky <laughs> in the bed. Kaylin was asleep, or I wouldn't have been eating beef jerky in bed that late. Do you guys have a food in bed rule? Yeah, I typically don't allow it, but for whatever reason, my daughter ate salmon in bed recently, my bed, and dropped salmon (laughs) (laughs) in it. Like, and I I found it, it was similar to you, like it was disgusting. So now I'm like, look, maybe you can hop up there with some nerds. Or candy or something, but no more salmon or food, like dinner. That's the second time you've mentioned she likes salmon. Yeah. For like a teenage kid, young teenage kid, just Mm -hmm. eating salmon? Yeah. Well, it's either salmon or grilled cheese. So, yeah. Both are great. And I I feel lucky, too, because she loves avocados and broccoli. But and carrots. So yeah, I guess she is doing pretty good for herself. But don't get it twisted. Some days she has her moments where I'm like trying to make sure she gets some form of nutrients. That when you're a kid though, you don't really need them, you know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you eat candy yeah. all day. There's a guy who's living in a 22,000 square foot mansion for free in New York City. Wow. Do you see the story? Mm-mm. His house. Him. He's standing out front of it. His name's Roy Fox. He hasn't paid rent for his New York City apartment in more than 30 years. In a city of 8.4 million people, 81 years old, he is one of the people who reside in one of the city's publicly owned historic sites. He worked as a radio host, but he lives free in the King Manor House, an 11-acre historic landmark in Jamaica, Queens. The only catch he serves as the caretaker. Wow. So if you take care of the house, you get to be in the house. Hey, Scuba Steve, didn't you once... When you were in Orlando, live in a, like a massive house rent-free? Yes, yeah, so I lived in this house. It was 11,000 square feet. 
and I lived in the guest house wing attached next to it. And all I had to do was watch it while he was in the French Riviera with his wife and mow the lawn. And that was it. And, and, and when I was living there, I didn't really take it in what I was doing. But now I look back at it, I was like, holy crap, this is pretty crazy that I was living in this house as an 18-year-old kid for about a good year, year and a half. So you lived there even <laughs> when they were living there. Yeah, well, even he was he was hardly ever there. He was there a lot in, in France with his wife. But even when he was there, yeah, I'd be there with him. And I'd be in the little guest house. Sometimes he'd come over and talk to me and have a beer or walk around his house. And when I'd walk around his house, he had some of the coolest stuff. I was the, Probably the top thing that I saw that was pretty interesting was next to his master bathroom tub, he had the original Lassie stuffed looking at him while he bathes. What? Wait, the dog from the show? The actual dog from the actual show. How did show. he have the dog? I think he's the original owner of it. Like, he owned the dog. What did this guy do to have this house in his life? Lassie's so he, owner. <laughs> <laughs> so he invented this, this mechanism that was popular in the 80s and 90s that would switch from the phone to the fax machine. So he's the inventor of that. And his wife was the heir to Alfa Romeo. So they had family money as well. What's Alfa Romeo? It's a car. Um, it it's, was popular in the 80s and 90s, but it's become popular again lately. And how did you meet this guy? I met him through my ex-girlfriend's father, who also lived there as well when he was going through divorce. I let him live with me. Your ex-girlfriend's... Oh, where you were dating her Yeah, when I was dating her. Not my ex. I mean, obviously my ex now because I'm married. But when I was dating her, her father lived there with me. And that's how I found out for this guy. It was through him. Did you ever go on any trips with him or anything like that? Um, We went on a skiing trip in Maryland. What? Are you sure you weren't like a kid gigolo? <laughs> like I was his houseboy? Yeah, what's happening here? Maybe I wasn't. I didn't realize it at the time, but we didn't do anything weird, so it wasn't that. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> did the, positive. Did the wife ever flirt with you? I never met her because she was. he said that she was sick, so she could never leave France to come to America. This whole thing sounds shady. <laughs> okay. I mean... Are you sure she wasn't stuffed in the guest bathroom? <laughs> yeah, I, maybe. I don't know. But I, when I would tour the house, I, there was all kinds of weird things and rooms that were I couldn't go into. Really? Oh, like he yeah. told you, this room's off limits? Yes, and he had an obsession with keeping dead animals. Like He had a garage, like a 10-car garage, and anything that died on his property, he would keep it and eventually would stuff it and put it in his house. <laughs> okay. Wait, any animal that died? Any animal. Like he had like raccoons, dogs that, from the past that he's had. But why? I don't know. Some, I don't know. I never really dove into I was 18 years old, so I didn't really question it. I was living in an 11,000-square-foot mansion. My friends would come over at parties. It was the coolest part of my he life. He didn't care if you had people over? He didn't care at all. As long as I was I was clean, and he wasn't home a lot, so it didn't really matter. But when he was home, it, it, it just he was cool to hang out with. And you never peeked in the rooms you weren't supposed to peek into? I didn't. I, I was a rule follower, so if he said don't go in there, I didn't go in there. I didn't want to lose the house that I was living in. And what does this guy do now? I haven't seen him in a long time. He was probably in his late 70s, so I don't even know if he's still alive. Okay, <sighs> I'm going to need to Google him. Yeah, I'll tell you his name off air. Okay, well, I'm just going to Google guy that invented phone to fax machine. <laughs> and then see where his wife is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or what year she disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. Wow, that's a crazy story. Yeah, thank you. Why did cool. you leave? Uh, I left because then I started dating somebody else, and then so I ended up moving in with her. That was, I mean, otherwise, I would, I'd probably still be there to this day if I, if I could. <laughs> <laughs> How was Orlando for you living? For me, it was cool because uh, we were 45 minutes from the beach. Um, all my friends were there. So that was, that was life for me. So I loved living in Orlando with the theme parks nearby. Uh, I love the weather. I love the hot weather. So it was, that was my life. So I enjoyed Orlando. Your wife's from California? Yeah, from San Francisco. You're from Florida? From Florida, Orlando. So is Nashville like the perfect medium place or is the goal to get back to one or the other? 
Right now, it's perfect. I mean, if we weren't in a pandemic, it'd be great because Florida's right there, California's right there. I love Nashville. Um, I, I still have a, a little bit of me that wants to go back to Hollywood at some point, L.A., but Nashville, is, it's a great chapter in my book right now. Hollywood. Yeah. Hollywood. That's where he came from. Wait. Scuba Steve, before yeah. I hired him here as executive producer, was uh, producing Ryan Seacrest. Mm-hmm. What, Amy? Well, I just wondered what, 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 why do you want to go back to Hollywood? Why am I struggling with that? Well, my original move there, when I first moved there, I was not in radio for a moment. I worked for Dr. Phil. So my, my aspirations was to <laughs> be in Hollywood, to produce TV shows and be a part of that. Okay. And, that's so I'd like it. to go back there to work in that, in that realm. So I think a lot of people just went, Dr. Phil. So yeah. you work for Dr. Phil? Yeah, I was one of his like PAs. I was kind of working my way up. He's his pool boy too. <laughs> his pool boy. He lived in his guest house. <laughs> it was great. He had stuffed dogs everywhere. It was cool. <laughs> so you worked as a production assistant for Dr. Phil. Correct, yeah. Did you ever meet him? Uh, a couple times, yeah. I mean, he's a nice guy. <laughs> wow. Scuba said, he's a nice guy. <laughs> and, and then diverts his eyes. And he only met him a couple times. That's crazy. How did yeah. that go with Dr. Phil? Like, what did you learn from that job? Where did it get you? Uh, for me, it was so it was on the Paramount lot. So that alone was surreal. I got nice. to drive my Honda Civic on the Paramount lot and see all that. So I got to see, like, when we're, a lot of, through the downtime, I got to see other productions and just kind of see how they were doing things. Um, and learning how to write scripts and how to book guests and all these kind of things. So I learned a lot of tools that I took and brought into radio as well, uh, but that I, will, that I harness and use later as well. And then you went from Dr. Phil to where? To Seacrest. Got and it. then Seacrest to, to you. There you go. He's yeah. moving on up. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. Sorry, the celebrities, I, don't, I think it's going the wrong way. <laughs> no, this, like, is, this is a great second. opportunity. Yeah, okay. His <laughs> resume looks a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're climbing down, sir. <laughs> All right, let's play. Uh, play okay. bl- that, by the way, that's Scuba Steve, our executive producer, who sits in the glass room. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Mr. Townsend is a security guard at a grocery store in Hawaii. When he's picking up after his shift, he notices, oh, someone left their wallet in the grocery cart. So he's like, huh, looks it up, looks the address. Like, all right, well, I guess I got to return it. Only problem is he doesn't have a car. So he jumped on his bicycle and he pedaled and he pedaled and he pedaled for an hour because it's three miles uphill to these people's house. He knocked on the door and said, hey, guys, I found your wallet. Well, they started a GoFundMe for him, and they raised $25,000, bought him a car, paying his gas for a year, insurance for a year, and all the rest he gets to keep. All that? Wow. By the way, love the story. Love that guy. Love everything about it. There's a three-mile tall hill. These people live on. Anyone catch that? Yeah, well, I, I, no, 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 I caught that. They need and to move. Pedals. And I thought, I thought, yeah. man, for an hour to go three miles, you must be pedaling real slow. But it's because so, it was uphill. Did you make that up? No, it says it in the story. But he doesn't have a car, so he pedaled three miles on a bicycle about an hour uphill, no, no, it, the, uphill. <laughs> to deliver the yes, wallet. It, took it says that long it literally from the from the story. If it ices, you're screwed. I don't I think it ices in Hawaii. Mountain. You're going to slide down the hill. It's not climbing it a mountain. It could just be like a gradual It was hill. a gradual uphill is what I'm picturing. <laughs> a three-mile tall hill. <laughs> it's crazy. All right, that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. If you guys want to reach out, you can. We'd love to talk to you. 877-77-BOBBY. Let's go to the news. Bobby's Big Story. Yesterday, we talked about the actress Tanya Roberts. She was a Bond girl. She was later in that 70s show as the wife of the neighbor. It said she died, but our story was, well, 
she didn't die. She's still alive. We played a clip of her boyfriend getting a call going, oh, she's not dead yet. Well, she died after that. So this is just an update to that. Back and forth, back and forth. She um, was in that 70s show. She was in a lot of stuff. I guess I just didn't know because I wasn't alive then. But I do know what a Bond girl is. Yeah. Although, are those still a thing? Bond girls? I think so. <laughs> I mean, they're still making those movies, right? Yeah, but I I guess. I don't know. I don't know that I've seen any of the Bond movies with the latest British guy. Oh, I don't know that uh, I've seen Daniel, a single James Bond oh, movie. the Daniel Craig really? ones? They're good. You've seen Casino Royale. I don't right? think so. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen a James Bond movie ever now that I really <laughs> think about it. They've just been so present in my outside periphery my yeah. whole life that I just feel yeah. like it. But I haven't seen one. They're good. Are they? I mean, I've, I've mostly, I think, just think... I've seen the Daniel Craig ones, but I've loved them. I think he's doing one more, and that's it. And then they put a new Bond in there. Mm-hmm. All right, more news. Bobby's other story. The question is, did anyone win the $447 million jackpot? It was last night. Lunchbox, you check your tickets? Oh, I checked them. Did you win anything? Uh, my lawyer said not to say anything. Well, nobody won. Oh, okay, no, I didn't win. <laughs> there were no winners of the jackpot. I got six bucks. How much did you spend? 100. So you're 94 in the hole? If you want to look at it that way, I got six more dollars to invest for a Friday night's drawing. It's going to be half a billion dollars. Yeah. Do you understand half a billion? I mean, I didn't want to win yesterday. Now I want to win okay. Friday. Like Friday, I cannot wait. Well, congratulations on Woo! nobody winning for your next victory. Goodness, this is going to be great. The next Mega Millions will be January 8th at 11 Eastern for an estimated jackpot prize of $490 million. <laughs> I bet it hits 500. Oh, yeah, because people are going to be buying those tickets. It's always funny when people don't think 200 million is good enough for them. That's crazy. But they're going to hop in for 500. <laughs> Like, you know, I didn't want to get in this one. It was only 80 million. I don't wake up for more than less than 80 million. Not everyone is saying Kim and Kanye are done. We keep hearing that they are getting a divorce. But People Magazine is saying, "Ah, maybe not. There's a lawyer out going, we don't know. Um, Kim is apparently dating somebody too new. I had no idea they were on the rocks. They haven't lived together in a year. What? Yeah. Man. It's like some things you know, and then some things are just... <laughs> I don't know at all. I had never heard that. Most of the stories coming out are saying they're done. Okay. Not everybody. I, I guess maybe some people still in their camp are holding out. Well, not yet. Mm. But most people are saying Kim and Kanye are done. Dr. Dre was in the ICU, still is in the ICU with a reported brain aneurysm. Whoa. Had it yesterday. Wow. Saw it on Twitter. He has suffered an aneurysm. He was rushed to Cedars-Sinai Medical Center ICU. The doctors are looking for the source of the bleed. They're running tests. He was supposed to be in court for his divorce today. Uh, he won't be there, obviously. I think LL Cool J was at the hospital saying, hey, he, he knows where he is. He's doing okay. And I think they're expecting him to recover. But sometimes... Gosh, that's scary, yeah. When a brain aneurysm happens, you do, it's yeah the end. Yeah, it's quick. Yeah, good luck to him. 55 and, years old. What up? Just look that up. He's 55. Dr. Dre? Mm-hmm. Alabama Crimson Tide senior Devonta Smith, who became the first receiver to to win it, won the Heisman Trophy. Here you go. He's announced. Without further ado, the 2020 winner of the Heisman Trophy is Devonte Smith of the University of Alabama. There you go. And it's funny how they do that during COVID. They sent a trophy to all four of their houses oh. outside of it. <laughs> the you had two Alabama players. Yeah, Kyle Trask, who is the quarterback for Florida, 
Who am I missing? Trevor Lawrence. Trevor yeah. Lawrence for Clemson, the quarterback. And so, but they had a Heisman outside of all the houses in case they won, because nobody knew until they opened the envelope. And the other three, they're like, "Well, got to go back home." So oh. what? What do people do? They run and take the Heisman away from their house. Well, they have it, <laughs> right? Like they that person who would back. take it away. Yeah. Okay. But they did that in an award show last year too. So weird. Where they stood outside their windows. Maybe it was the Oscars. Outside the houses, they all had an Oscar of everybody nominated. And when they didn't win, they just well, well, put it back in their pocket and Gotta go. head back home. All right, there you go. Let's go over to Walt in St. Louis, who's on the phone. Walt, appreciate you calling. What's going on? Uh, good morning, studio. Morning. morning. Uh, I had a couple of questions, but, but Lunchbox um, answered the first one. I guess he won uh, $6. I won 10 so rock it on. We'll try for Friday. But, Walt, um, let me ask you this. Did you spend less than 10 to win that money? Uh, I spent $2. He, so, so you won $8. Lunchbox lost $94. Let me tell you, when you well, look at the odds, I had a 1 in 89 shot of getting my $6, and I got it. So that's pretty good. I, I don't be- know. You're just saying numbers out no, loud, no. I feel like. I, I looked at, I go to the website, and it says to get uh, one number and the uh, Mega Millions ball, it's one out of 89 people. So I beat 89 people. Okay. Well, um, he's a businessman. He, That's he, right. He is. He got his hand in cookie jars. That's right. What else is going on with you? Um, Amy had bought a house that had some artwork, and she was going to take it to get it appraised. I'm in a similar situation. I bought a house and had a, found a box of artwork. I was wanting to know what the appraisal ever came back on and the artwork. She, she found in her house. Well, I'm going to say this as respectful as possible. Are you listening to a different show? <laughs> no, no, I think he got it mixed up. This okay, is what happened. So it was, Amy was found like, a diamond in the house, but she also ordered artwork that was too big, and they said they didn't want it back. So he has two stories. Like It's two different stories. Oh. Could, could that be true, oh, Walt? That's my life. Or he just listened to like you know. Frito and Johnson in the morning <laughs> and think that's us. Uh, I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> well, no, I'm retired. So. Okay. I still have the diamond. I haven't got it appraised, and I'm giving the painting to Bobby. It's a, such a big painting. When I was over at Amy's house the other day, I was in my car. It wouldn't fit. So we got to get a truck and go over. Right. It's pretty big. That's a big painting. And you didn't like it because why? It just didn't go. It's where... nude of me. I forgot to tell you guys that. <laughs> it didn't go where I wanted it. I ended up putting a mirror there, which worked better. But again, it was it was really nice, and they said, don't return it because of COVID. Do what you want with it, which makes me think they charged me an arm and a leg, and it cost them nothing. And now you get it. Yes. Uh, Walt, how's St. Louis? Uh, it's nice. It's about 40 degrees this morning and no snow, so it's a pleasant day today. You know, Raymundo watches the St. Louis news because there's a listener in St. Louis that gave Raymundo the password to their YouTube TV. So it's a local St. Louis account. What's been happening in St. Louis news recently, Ray? Uh, KMOV, I guess they're kind of just gearing up for the Blues. They're about to start hockey, and they're really going to be into that. I think they're going to allow fans in the stadium, so Walt, definitely check that out. There you go. That's your St. Louis yep. news here on the Bobby Bones Show. <laughs> <laughs> and we can start eating in restaurants to, uh, yesterday. We can start eating. Uh, in, in, in Excuse me, Monday we can start eating at, at restaurants up to 25%, so everybody's happy in St. Louis County. Well, good luck. Be careful. Yeah, you too. All right, Walt. See you, bud. Good day, all. Bye-bye. Uh, let's go over to Gordon in Richmond, Virginia, who's on the phone right now. Hey, Gordon, Richmond, what's up, buddy? Hey, good morning, studio. Morning. morning. Hey, I heard you guys talking earlier about the night nurse. And we had some friends that recently had a baby. And instead of getting a night nurse, they had somebody come during the day for three to four hours and help with laundry dishes and the dogs. And that worked out a lot better for them. And the reason they did that is because we told them, we think, and Eddie, you might be able to answer this, 
when you wake up in the middle of the night with your child, especially your baby, that's bonding time. And we didn't want some stranger to do that with our children. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Eddie, that's what I'm, that's what Eddie, I'm saying. Hold, Eddie, let me, let me say, Eddie, before you're hopping in here acting like, yeah, I agree. No, no, no. How no. many times did you wake up with a baby in the middle of the night and bond? Like, never. Right. Like, never. But my wife did. Okay. Many, many times. Like I said, when the baby cries, it wants mama or daddy. Doesn't want a stranger coming in. But in your that's case, mom. Point. But mom. <laughs> just, just mom. <laughs> All right, Gordon, appreciate yeah, that. that time with them. That's good. I like that. Good. <laughs> That's good. That's a good advice, yeah. yeah. All right, Gordon. Have a good day, bud. Thank you. Y'all too. Yeah, see you. So yesterday on the show, Amy mentioned that in one of her friend's wedding registries, you could donate, and they took that money and hired a night nurse once or twice a week. Baby shower registry, what not wedding. You said wedding. <laughs> that would be really weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know the difference in these things. Okay, so that's when you're pregnant and you're going to have okay. a baby shower and you put a bunch of gift ideas up and people get to choose. <laughs> and yes, they had night nurse as an option, not for you to pay for the whole thing, but you could donate 25, 50 bucks towards it and then they would have funds to tap into if they needed to hire help. Well, then I go, a night nurse does all that? I should have one for me. Yeah. <laughs> Got a little chuckle. Then Lunchbox took it to the next level. He called a night nurse to see what it would be like to actually hire one for an adult man. <laughs> so there was a talk about this and the benefits of having one. Mm-hmm. So here you go. Lunchbox is calling to see if she would take care of him. By the way, Lunchbox is 473 months old. In case you're wondering how old the baby is. Because when you talk baby talk, you yeah. always say, how old are you? Six months, That's nine true. months, 12 months, 13 months. So here you go. <laughs> Hello? Uh, yes, ma'am. I'm just calling to get some information on a night nanny. Okay. Is the baby here yet, sir? Oh, yeah. He, he's here, <laughs> and just sometimes at night, he's really, really fussy and crying, and I, okay, I just... So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take your name and phone number. I'm going to pass the info to a gentleman named... And he's going to be able to help you out. Like, I, I was hoping, like, you can, like, rub his head. That that seems to make him calm down. Like, Well, he'll tell you about the nurses. So let me take yeah. a little Yeah, and, like, I, li- I, like it, I like it when you tickle me. Like, it really, you know, <laughs> puts me in a good mood, and I fall asleep after that. What? Yeah, like, you know, like, when you're kind of upset and you tickle, and then it kind of calms... Calms me down. Calms them down. They have ways. Okay. So, sir, what what's your name? Yeah, and my name is Jason Gibble. Do you also help them go pee-pee in the potty? No, that's different. We're talking about babies. How old is the child? Uh, 473 months old. How old? 473 months. That's not a bit. So, like, 39 and a half years old is how old I am. Not you, the baby. Well, yeah, I mean, I just like to be held and cuddled. You know, sometimes I have nightmares. <laughs> Did she hang up? Gone. Gone. Oh, <laughs> she didn't want anything to do with that. That's funny, huh? Uh, Christine in Massachusetts, you are on the Bobby Bone Show. Hi, Christine. Hi, good morning, Bobby and everybody. How morning. are you? Morning, morning. So I actually am a night nurse, and I think it's a great idea. If people can afford it, it's a great idea. And they've done studies that people that have extra help at night, it helps the mom avoid postpartum depression. Um, she needs less pain relief, and sleep is very therapeutic. So I've helped plenty of families kind of get over that bridge of the first month or two, and it's really beneficial. And the, it helps the, the bonding during the day because mom is not tired. Yeah, the debate isn't, is it beneficial? It's that's yeah. it's an expense. It's a crazy expense. Right. 
I mean, yeah, most, most people of America don't do that. B- but like my friend did, right. it's not an expense they could afford. But they were like, you know what? We want to bypass other gifts and donate towards this. And I thought it was genius. So it's just it's just an idea. And it doesn't have to be. I don't know if this some night nurses probably work every night. How, how much you cost? <laughs> Well, it depends. Um, we do a sliding scale too. I'm an average of forty or forty-five an, an hour. What? Um, overnight. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, overnight is more expensive, anyways, because even for I, 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 everybody, I'll do it for thirty. I was about to say I'm gonna I be start, a night nanny. <laughs> I start undercutting her. Uh, it also depends. Um, some nannies are not nurses. I'm a nurse, but some are less if they're not a nurse. Right, so you have different so qualifications. $45 an hour. Wow, wow, wow. And how many hours will you work overnight usually? Well, usually um, the family likes you to come in around 10 o'clock at night and then stay till 6 in the morning. What age did you become a millionaire? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that hasn't happened yet, but most people only do it at like two nights a week. Um, they don't <laughs> do it That's expensive, Crazy. man. <laughs> Oh, and maybe in, just in the beginning, it's not forever. Why not? I exactly. like having forever. Some people do a month. Some people do two months. Here's my um, Venmo. <laughs> no, listen. But it's definitely, it's definitely worth it in the morning when you have gotten a full eight hours of sleep. I think people would pay anything. Wow. I'm sure it's worth it if you can afford it. Right. Exactly. If you can't, ask your friends and, for it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Some people register for honeymoon money. You know, it's kind of That's the same true. thing. So the registry is a great idea. Can I ask you a question, honest question, Kristen? You ever meet a baby and you just don't like that baby? <laughs> oh, of course. You're just like this. Yeah. Is, I, you're like I'm going to do my job and take care of this baby to the to the absolute fullest. Con- but I just don't like this baby. Right, and you don't have to like everyone, but it's a job, and you do the best of your ability because you know they're a baby. But still, <laughs> are there some babies that you really like, and you're like, I'd like to take this one home for me? <laughs> Oh, yes, but it. I have six of my own, so I don't need, I don't okay. need any of them. Wait, six of your own? Oh, my goodness. How yeah. do you do six of your own and go take care of other people's babies in the middle of the night? She that has a night seems- nanny. She well, has six <laughs> night nannies. She affords them with her high salary. Sorry, go ahead, Christine. <laughs> Mine are all older now. They're college, so I don't have anybody home at night. But when when I, they were younger, I didn't do overnight, but... You have college kids? It's a good kids? way to make some money. You, have, you sound young. You have quite, quite the young voice there, Christine. Oh, thanks. I'm old. <laughs> no, I have, um, <laughs> I'm two, but I have, I have, I have five oh. um, in college and one heading that way. So crazy. Well, Christine, where do you live in Massachusetts? Manchester by the sea. You know what? I'm going to tell you about that movie. I was told by a hundred people <laughs> that I should watch it and I would love it and be moved by it. I was so bored by that movie. It's oh. sad though. Who's right? in it? What is it about? One of the Dukakis brothers. No, Casey Affleck. Affleck. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. That's what I meant. It's, uh, the area looks amazing. Yeah. And it was extremely sad at the very, very end yeah. that I was just like, hey, let's do some action. Why don't we shoot and each other? I find myself telling the guy, like, <laughs> to get over it. <laughs> Been sitting here three hours. Not very nice. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen that movie, Christine? Oh, yes. Yes. And it's nothing like where we live. We live on the ocean. It's really nice. So you should come visit when you're in Boston. Cool. Yeah. What's your address? <laughs> Yeah. No, don't say it, don't say it. All right, Christine, have a good day. All right, thank you, too. All right, Bye-bye. see you later. Let's see. I have another call I'm going to get to. This is Lunchbox calling to buy a COVID vaccine shot, which you aren't supposed to be able to do, right? Correct. You have to be in a certain age group, and they're not for free. You don't pay for them. You just have to wait until they come out. But I figure businessman making business deals can get that vaccine shot real quick. You know, slot them some cash. <laughs> Here you go. 
How may I help you? Uh, yes, man. I'm just calling uh, to get that uh, COVID vaccine. We don't have the COVID vaccine. Oh, yeah, okay. Hey, man, Jason Gibble here, a businessman making business deals, trying to get that money. And so, yeah, I just want to come in and get the shot, you know what I mean, so I can be COVID-free and make sure I'm good to go. Like, woohoo! Yeah, we, we don't have the COVID vaccine. We don't have that yet. We're not going to have that until probably March or sometime. Okay, so like you say, you don't have it, you know what I mean? So, like, I come in, I, I pull out a $20 bill, and then you then you we have the COVID. Co- we don't have it. doesn't have the COVID, shot, the COVID vaccine right now. Okay. You might try the convention center or... Or the uh, or Centricare, one of those walking clinics. Yeah, I was just so like I, I'm saying like if I come up to the counter and yeah. I got a, I got a hundred dollar bill in my pocket. And yeah, I sli- we don't we don't have the, we don't have the COVID vaccine. <laughs> no, like I'm saying I slide you a hundred okay. and then you. I'm sorry, we don't have the COVID vaccine. Okay, bye bye. Wait 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 wait. Oh. <laughs> he yells at him going out. We don't have it. Click. That's funny. They have it all over at, at CVS, Walgreens, any of those stores like that. It's all over the door. We don't have it. Yeah, don't ask. <laughs> right, so don't even come in and ask. But people still do, I'm sure. Well, a couple stories that I was reading yesterday about the vaccine is that there were two places I read about specifically where the freezer went out. And that Ooh. means the vaccines are going to spoil if the freezer goes out. So they, the doctors just say, if instead of letting them die out, just start giving them to anybody. Whoa. And that's this one story here. Hospital distributes 600 COVID vaccines in two hours when freezer goes out. A freezer storing 830 doses of the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine broke at a hospital. They were thawing. And so they were just vaccinating everybody they could possibly get it into. And so they did it. Wow. Another story that I read was at a place it was going and the doctors were like, hey, they don't have to be old. Like these are spoiling Call your family. If Yes. Yeah. There's like a friends and family you want. And there were people mad about that. And I'm just like, are you not thinking this through? They're either going to spoil mm-hmm. or like a nurse's husband can come up and yeah. get the vaccine. I mean, or wife or doctors, whatever. It it just was weird to me how people were reacting to that. Like, are you not thinking about how you'd rather they just go bad because they didn't go to the proper Yes, age they group? would. No, they'd rather <laughs> go bad because they can't get one. <laughs> right. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Raymundo's wife, Bay, got the vaccine, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're very, very blessed. She's considered at risk. She was a stage three uh, cancer at one point, and she still goes to the hospital very regularly, so she knows the staff and was able to get in. And That's she's, awesome. Did she say it hurt? She's sore? She have any? Just like a flu shot, arm a little sore. Other than that, she's good to go. She feels invincible. Well, you got to get the second one before you're invincible. <laughs> yeah. Correct. That and you're one still, you're in- not even invincible, but... It's good to know, though. I mean, honestly, as long as you know you're not going to die from COVID, that's awesome. Well, she needs to get the second one because there was a doctor who who got the first shot and then still got COVID. So it doesn't really work. In the until, meantime, and it's not 100%. What are yeah, the odds? It's still like 90. <laughs> right, it's like, it, it, she's invincible. No, no, no. She can still get it. An EMS worker proposes to a nurse during COVID-19 vaccine appointment. A paramedic in South Dakota got vaccinated by his boyfriend the other day. And uh, here you go. And here is the um, the proposal. Would you just go to? Sorry. No clip. Ray, I, I, Ray, sorry. Ray celebrating the vaccine and they're doing <laughs> fist bumps. There you go. It was a love story. We're good. All right. That's what's up. Last night I had a very small birthday dinner for Caitlin. So we had a, since we couldn't have a party, we had a small dinner. Everybody dressed up. We played Oklahoma, the musical theme songs. We dressed like people from Oklahoma. I went. The got, musical. Yeah. The musical. <laughs> Not just people from the no, world. Right, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, they dress pretty normal. Right. Yeah. right. Um, and I got her a cake, and then I went, and I bought her little cowboy and Indian, not Indian, just cowboy figurines. 
and put them on the cake. It's good. That's Amy cool. was there. You can see a picture of us on my Instagram dressed up at Mr. Bobby Bones. It's fun, huh? Yeah. I mean, it, the the menu was amazing because Bobby did it after Caitlin's favorite foods. So there was queso and four types of macaroni and cheese, then a pasta dish, and then cake. <laughs> it, was like, it was so good. I got Caitlin for her birthday some of these shoes. Kangaroo. Kanga. It's some sort of exercise where you bounce. Boing, boing. Oh, and yeah. The shoes have springs on the bottom around. of them. Yeah. And I didn't know she had mentioned them before. I didn't know if she'd like them. But when she opened the box, she was like, oh. And then I got her a grill. Which, and this is embarrassing. Like a. She grills. Oh, well, no. This is what happened. She doesn't really grill. She cooks a lot. We had a grill. We weren't using it. And so I just gave it to a friend. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, you can have our grill. We don't use it. I don't know. Does somebody use it? She's like, you gave away our grill? And I was like, yeah. She goes, we need that. So I got her a grill. But then she goes, I put a bow on it, put it on the back porch. I was like, hey, I got your grill. And she was like, oh, cool. You should call Eddie and learn how to use this. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I taught her how to use the last one before you gave it away. <laughs> we never used it. But but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Got her a grill. Very cool. And I think it would be cool. But we had a uh, great time last night. You can see the picture over at Mr. Bobby Bones. Uh, Pearl in Chicago is on the phone. Hey, Pearl. What's happening with you? Hi. Hi, doing pretty good. Just listening about the COVID-19, I do want to get the shot, okay? I own <clears throat> I own my own house, but I have a roommate. He does not want to get the shot. What do I do? You get the vaccine and let him live his life. But then she has to live with someone that doesn't want it, that could bring, oh, but she'll have, but the, she'll vaccine. have the vaccine. Oh, yeah. So what's your concern? Yeah. Should I tell him that he either needs to get the shot or he needs to find another place to live. I wouldn't want to be able to, then I wouldn't be able to bring any of my friends who are still waiting to get the shot where he has the opportunity to get the shot. Oh, gotcha. <sighs> yeah, that's hard. And I don't know, I don't know, I don't know because the legalities people, of that. It's a deep, they feel strongly that they don't want to get it. They don't trust it. They don't want it. So it's, how can you? I do. I'll take two. Fault <laughs> someone for that. I have to, you have to respect that, but also, yeah, if you're getting vaccinated and you want to have people over, I don't know. Right. When's it, when's this fool's lease up? Um, uh, it would be September of next year. Yeah, it stinks. Mm. Yeah, oh that's boy, right yeah. in this hot spot. That's right. Okay. <laughs> it's like a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like you know, I it's thought nine about months, it, and then when we talked about it, and he says, "I'm not getting the shot. I don't know what it's going to be like." And I'm like, "Okay, if I he has the opportunity and he doesn't want to get it, that means I can't invite people over, you know, to protect him or them." Okay, I've been thinking about this the last 15 seconds. I now have some advice to give. Okay, what is it? It's Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver. Here's my advice. That I think it's a he, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think he will come around once a lot of people start to get it, and you're only seeing small reactions to it over the next three, four, five months. I think it is so new to some people, they're going, "Uh uh-uh, ain't no way. However... Once more people start to get it, I think it starts to normalize that a bit. And I do believe he will come around. Unless he's an anti-vaxxer already, where, you know, them and the flat earthers, to me, are in the same little spot there. Um, But to me, and to most Americans. But still, (laughs) I think he'll come around. So I would say don't make a decision about it right now. Give it a few months and then look back at it then. Because I do think when more people are getting it and it is effective, 
Yes. It will. You can make your decision based off that, but don't rush to a decision yeah. right now, Amy. Yeah. See, and that's what I didn't. I didn't want to rush. I thought, well, maybe I'll wait a couple months when it comes time for me to get the shot, and then that's yes. when I know I can ask him again if he's serious about not getting it. Punt this decision. There is no need to put any undue stress on yourself. Whenever you don't have to put the stress on yourself, that's my advice to you. Punt the decision. Wait a few months. Readdress. Oh, good. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All we, right. We know what that was. It's Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver. Thank you. It's always easiest to go. Let me give you some advice. Hey, put it off. I like that uh, advice. Don't worry. Put it, it away. That's pretty easy. <laughs> Got a voicemail from Will. Here you go. Hello, Bobby. Hello, studio. I'm a truck driver. I want to tell you congratulations on getting your CDL. And if you think about it, we're the lifeline of the, of the nation. I want to give a shout out to all of our truck drivers and tell them that they are doing a great job because nobody else tells us that. Thank you. I'll tell you that. Oh, great yeah. job. A lot goes in that. Secondly, I didn't get my CDL. I passed two, failed one. <laughs> so uh, I got my C and my D. <laughs> got to get that L. Although that's not how it works. That's not three <laughs> different sections. What does it stand for? I don't know. Class. Right, should, huh? stands for? Hey, hey, listen. <laughs> License. I don't know. I told you guys. Pop Pop commercial something. Yeah, I don't commercial know. Commercial drivers. Oh. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but yeah, appreciate that. You should know that. that. You should know that. Amy, apparently I didn't know enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next time. Amy, what's going on today in your life? I have a dermatologist appointment. I'm mm. not excited about it. What about you? I have a Dina Carter conversation. Strawberry wine is turning 25 years old, right? Wow. Oh, cool. So I'm going to talk yeah. to her for the Bobby cast that comes out on Friday. I have an interview with Emmy Magazine, M-E-E-M-M-Y, the Emmy Awards. Mm. They want to talk to me about my new show that comes out in March on Nat Geo and Disney+. Plus. And I don't know if that means I'm going to win an Emmy because I'm doing this interview. Oh, yeah, it probably, probably does. That's, yeah. that's pretty yeah, right? Either that, I told them, if I do this, I want an Emmy or a CDL. <laughs> Without even seeing the you show. You pick, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they sent her a screener. Is there any done? And she's already thinking, oh. This well, I, there's like a heavy, not, not, who... Are you the only one that's seen? Yeah, yeah. I sent I think, Eddie. I don't know. I sent Eddie a ver- of copy of a not all the way edited early episode. I'm mm-hmm. probably in trouble for saying that. It's my show. Great. Okay. You can do whatever you want, dude. Show's pretty good, huh? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's called. Yeah, it's called Breaking Bobby Bones. It comes out in March or so. Let's get that March, Emmy, baby. March or April. Uh, taping the, some stuff at the Opry tonight. I have a podcast with Dave Ryan, who does mornings at KDWB in Indianapolis. He's doing a podcast on radio war stories. Okay, you got five hours? Yeah. Meaning like crazy things that have happened to you in your career? Oh, you're going to go on his podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Got some good stories there. I have stories of getting investigated by the feds, Mm -hmm. prison. Million dollars. Find a million dollars. Tax fraud. No, that's not not true. Not your tax fraud, but... Huh? IRS fraud. What? IRS privacy. Oh, a listener that... Oh, a listener. You can phrase it however. right. I need to write that one down. Yes. But, but 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 phrase it tax fraud so they think you did it. No, I don't even like you saying that. <laughs> but it, there was no. She's no, even wasn't. related to tax yeah, fraud. There was no she fraud. Just, the, the, she hacked into my account, and Amy's account. The person obsessed happened to work for the IRS. She could have worked for another government yeah, yeah, place yeah. that she could hack into. Technicalities. I'm so glad she got red flagged. <laughs> okay, we're done. Have a great day, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. See you tomorrow. Bye bye. Bobby Bones. Yeah.